Hey guys, this is Pastor Mark Warren from Church at the Crossroads. Thank you for checking out our podcast. My prayer is that you're encouraged and challenged as you hear, understand, and obey God's Word today. Having studied Paul in Galatians and Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, uh, Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, Romans, and Corinthians, you begin to get a feel for his personality. And I think as Paul got to the section right here before chapter 12, where he deals with serving Christ, Paul kind of reviewed in his mind all of the ground that had been covered, all of the doctrines, the doctrines of humanity, the doctrine of sin, salvation, sanctification, the doctrine of God's sovereignty, how God is in control, and how that great mystery unfolds that we've spent three chapters on, chapter 9, chapter 10, where we see that God elected those who have faith in Christ. And Paul just stands in amazement at the wisdom of God. He just stands and worships, and he, he has this hymn of worship, this doxology of praise to God for the infinite knowledge and wisdom of God that has just been given to him through the gift of the Holy Spirit, inspired by God to write the New Testament that we have today. What a powerful book, the book of Romans, inspired by the Holy Spirit, written through Apostle, the, uh, Paul the Apostle, the church planner, you know, laboring, trying to serve Christ, trying to build up churches, trying to start churches, and just to serve Christ the way he once served sin. And many of us are, are, are experiencing the same thing where we look back and we think of the foolishness of our youth and the mistakes that we made, and we look ahead at our life and we say, I want to, I want to serve Christ the way I once served sin. I want to forget the things in the past and not dwell on them. And our message today is one of hope, one of a future that no matter what you've done in the past, no matter the mistakes that you've made, no matter the hurt that you have incurred, that Christ alone offers you hope, a living hope, that through the wisdom, the infinite wisdom of God, although you don't know every detail, there are so many things in your life that you want to figure out, you want to know what you should do, and there's no human possible way for you to know every possible combination of what could happen. But God knows the outcome of every possible choice that you could make or, or wouldn't make. He knows what will happen if you go here. He knows what will happen if you go there or if you turn around. He has it all figured out. He understands it at all. And what does he ask of you and I? To trust him. To trust him and commit our lives to know him and to make him known and to follow his plan. Now I want you to think about uh, worshiping God, as, and we will go into greater detail on that next week as we look at uh, Romans chapter 12. But I remember my first Promise Keepers conference in Baltimore. I went up to Baltimore one day with a friend of mine, a fellow teacher, and we walked into a stadium there in uh, Baltimore, 
and it was filled with men worshiping God. And they were worshiping God so loud and so powerful that it was making the rafters just shake. And I remember walking in there and saying, wow, I think I'm going to sing. No one's going to hear me. (laughs) Unlike when I had this mic on, there was one day where I, I didn't know I turned this thing on and I forgot about it and I started singing. And Jose's daughter, Calissa, was up here and she started having all these facial expressions because somehow she could hear me singing out there. And she goes, why do I hear Pastor Mark singing so loud? It's called in-ears. So I didn't have to worry about that on that day. I was able to just sing, but it was a, a joyous occasion. And it was a, a doxology, just a doxology of praise. And a doxology is an expression of praise to God from the Greek words doxa and logos. Doxa means glory and splendor, and logos means word. So it is this worship of God where you see his glorious nature and his splendor. And Paul writes this about the wisdom of God. Now we sing about God's love, we sing about God's holiness, we sing about God's power, But in this hymn that Paul writes, he's singing about the worship of God's wisdom. And I think this is one of the most overlooked things in Scripture, and maybe even in the Christian life today, is that we seek God for so many things. We seek God for healing, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we desire God's healing, and we seek God for power and provision, and all of these things. But somehow, in our pride, we think we can figure out the intellectual things. And my argument today is we need the wisdom of God as much as we need the power of God, as much as we need the healing touch of God, as much as we need the provision of God, is we need his wisdom because the Bible says the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments, and his paths beyond tracing out. That God is so wise that we cannot fully understand everything that he does because his ways are not our ways. And Scripture uh, says in this, we see that Paul praises God for his wisdom and his knowledge. For my thoughts, the Bible says, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, God's given me an opportunity to teach math, and when you teach math in a school, you see people struggle with things that they do not understand. And there are a few people in each class, there are a few people who who understand it. But you know, the more you study and the more you learn, you eventually get to the point where there are problems that you just cannot figure out. So as we see, you know, God says, my ways are higher than your ways. And as we solve problems, we eventually get to problems that we cannot solve. And as we look at our lives, there are situations that we just don't know the answers to. How many of you have laid in bed and tried to figure out what you were going to do? What you were going to do about a particular choice? And we can be overwhelmed. And yet, if we were sick, we would pray to God. If we were broke, we would pray to God. 
But when we are struggling with decisions that require wisdom, are we like Solomon? Are we asking God for wisdom? Because the Bible praises God and worships God for his wisdom. Trust in the Lord, the Bible says, with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs also says, do not be wise in your own eyes. See, the thing is, is to unleash this gift of wisdom and to receive God's wisdom in our own lives. There has to be the humility of recognizing that we don't have it all figured out, that we don't know every particular thing. And sometimes people can be so difficult in just trusting, in just trusting that God has a plan. We want to control we want to understand, we want to control everything rather than trust God and walk in obedience. And, and Proverbs writes, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Is Jesus your decision maker? Because in order to experience the wisdom of God, you have to seek God's will not to consider it, but to do it. See, that's where it becomes difficult. Because if you pray, if you read God's word, if you seek counsel, and you pursue this wisdom and knowledge of God, the chance is there that you will find out exactly what God wants you to do and not want to do it. You know, when you find out what God wants you to do, you're going to filter it through your human understanding. You're going to say, does this make sense? Will this benefit me? Can I control this? Can I understand every aspect of this? Will this be difficult? How many times have you uh, asked a question, like I might ask the band, you know, would you like to learn a new song? And they might think, well, what does it look like first? What are the chords? How simple is it? How difficult? Who's going to sing it? And if I walked up here and I said, hey, hey guys, would you like to learn a song and do a song? And you know, I want you to sing it. And they might think, well, it sounded good until that part of I've got to sing this song because that involves stepping out of my comfort zone. That involves taking some risks. See, in God's wisdom, God's wisdom and plan and direction for our lives will include some things that make us uncomfortable. Some things that involve risks. Some things that involve sacrifice. Some things that involve hard work. Is Jesus your decision maker? So how can I experience the wisdom of God? How can I have this wisdom? Pray and ask. James writes, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him, be given to you. Read and study the word of God. Paul or David writes, How can a young man keep his stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. If you want to know the way that is right, if you want to know what you should do, you cannot rely upon your feelings and your emotions only. The heart is deceitful above all else. Our hearts will deceive us. 
But when we focus on the Word of God and we know His truth and we know what God wants us to do, then we train our hearts to trust Christ, to follow Christ, not our feelings. Feelings are good. God gives us feelings and emotions to express. But when we trust them rather than the Word of God, it can lead us astray. I know people who have really good judgment. They discern people well. And I have never seen someone who 100% of the time always had it figured out. There's always somebody that can come along and deceive somebody. There's always somebody that we will let our guard down and trust and believe and be let down. Is that not true? Have we not all been thought, hey, I thought that person was like this, and they confuse us. We do not see every detail of life. We don't see the big picture. God reveals many things to us, and we know it, but we don't see it the way the Lord sees it. God knows. God knows the hearts of people. God knows the outcomes. God sees the events that will occur. There's been so many things in my life that when they happened, I didn't know why they would happen. I couldn't understand it. I can remember being in Kansas when I was teaching school out there and I was coaching, and there were uh, things that happened, and we had a football field, and I used to just walk around the football field, and I would just pray, and, you know, it was the middle of the night. I was out there praying, and I was just screaming, and I was just talking to God. God, why? Why? You know, and I couldn't see the picture. Now, you know, all these years later, I can look back, and there's very few things that don't make sense to me now about that situation. But here I am, I face new situations that I don't know all the details. And you're no different than me, you know. God sees the big picture, but when you're in the middle of the circumstances, it is easy to want to press on and trust yourself and not allow God to move and to push you out of your comfort zone to do the things that he wants you to do. Who has known the mind of the Lord? As who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? Many of us are trying to lead the Holy Spirit rather than allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. We're trying to control our lives and dictate every circumstance. Spiritual knowledge is obtained through humility rather than pride. Seeking God and realizing that we need to depend on his word and his Holy Spirit to teach us rather than ourselves. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Often our focus in life, we don't know all of the outcomes of every particular situation. And we say, what, what should we do? And I remember talking to a friend of mine. He's a missionary, uh, my friend Randy. And we were talking and praying. And I said, Randy, I don't know what, what God wants me to do in this situation. And he said, you know, Mark, I've been in that situation many times myself. And as I prayed, as I read God's word, he said, the thing that I always come back to is just be obedient, to obey Christ. You know, and he started going down a list. And I was talking to someone the other day, and they were telling me that they were sharing with a student at their school. And they read a list, and it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, 
gentleness and self-control? Are you being obedient to those things? Are those fruit, is, is that fruit in your life? Because that is God's will for you. You might not know whether you should take this job or if you should go to this city or that city. You might not have it all figured out yet. You might be praying and confused. But if you're not loving and if you're not patient and if you're not kind, if you're uh, given into anxiety and not having the peace and joy, if you're lacking in self-control and you're not taking on accountability and seeking to grow in those areas, your disobedience is more of a hindrance to your spiritual growth than you not knowing what particular job you need to have. If you will focus on obedience and in humility, receive what God has for you in the Word and begin to obey Him and serve Him and to grow spiritually, in time God will work out all those details. Why? Because He is wise. God is full of wisdom, and His wisdom will extend to you. If you know Him, you will know His will for you in time. God's not going to, he has promised that if you will delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And God is shaping your desires. And if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you lean not in onto your own understanding, he will direct your paths in the right time to the right place. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. God is our creator and source of all life. All things exist for the glory of God, Paul writes. How do we live for the glory of God and his wisdom? We focus on Christ, our living hope. And there are four things. If you will focus on these four things consistently and make it your goal to have stability rather than an up-and-down spiritual experience where you're up one day, you're down the next, if you will focus on a life of prayer. For me, I like to walk when I pray. I don't know about you, but I don't have to be standing still to pray. I don't pray well when I'm stationary. I like to come to the church, and I can kind of walk around. I like to take a walk somewhere and just pray. And the reason I take a walk is prayer is not something you do three times a day when you eat a meal. You know, prayer is more than that. I took a survey one time of one of my classes and asked people how often they prayed. This was middle schoolers. And we found out that the average middle schooler in our school prayed about 90 seconds a day. You know, we're not going to grow spiritually with 90 seconds of prayer. That's basically, Lord, thank you for this food. Amen three times a day. The second thing is consistent Bible study. Now, you can join with us and hear God's Word preached on Sunday. You can come back on Wednesday night, and we will do a Bible study on the same passage in small group. You can take those questions home and study them. You can study ahead, like I encourage you to read chapter 12 this week, Romans chapter 12. You can review chapter 11. So if you're in the Word with us and then anything else that God puts on your heart in addition to that to study, 
you will begin to systematically understand the Word of God, and that will give you wisdom. We will finish Romans in um, probably about eight weeks. And then those of you who followed with us, you would have been through the entire book of Romans two times. One it, uh, on Sunday morning as we went verse by verse. Wednesday night, we went through it again in small group discussion. And if you read it two or three times, that could be possibly four or five times that you read Romans and began to understand it. And in the course of uh, a year, we're going to cover close to uh, 45 to 50 chapters in the Bible. So if you consistently get in God's Word, what it does is it produces stability. So there's prayer, there's Bible study, there's the worship of God. Uh, Pastor Tyler and the worship team, they carefully select uh, songs that will focus on Christ rather than just uh, things that are, not, that are more me-centered. They're more Christ-centered songs to help you focus on uh, Christ. And then, very important, is forming relationships with other believers, spending time together, whether it's playing guitar, playing music, or just serving together, just or going out for breakfast, out for lunch, you know, just spending time with people who are following Christ so they can encourage you. These four things done consistently will produce spiritual growth. You will begin to grow spiritually. There will be a peace that comes over you. Uh, some of the addictions or besetting sins will break and you'll overcome them. And there are things, you know, as, as we come in here, some of us come in here with things that if we simply would trust God and let go of that area, it would just unleash so many blessings. And we want to encourage you uh, to develop friendships and relationships where people can hold you accountable, people can encourage you, they can try to motivate you to uh, live for Christ and to grow spiritually because there is nothing greater than living a life surrendered to Christ and experiencing God's abundance and joy in anticipation for his eternal life through Christ Jesus. Let's pray, and then the, uh, we're going to worship Christ. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, we, we worship you because, God, you are wise, you are holy. Lord, and we need your wisdom. We need your wisdom today, this week. We need to... Uh, know the direction that you want us to go in so many areas, God. I pray that you will guide us, that you will lead us, and that we will surrender to you and experience your knowledge and wisdom in a, on a daily basis this week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. Visit us at crossroadsahoski.com for more information, additional resources, and service times.